0: Welcome to Chip Chat, an interview series that connects you with technology experts around the issues that industry is focused on today. And now your host, Allison Klein.
1: Welcome to Chip Chat, my name is Allison Klein. We're coming to you from Microsoft Ignite in Orlando, Florida. And I've been joined by Aman Yarlagata, Hybrid Cloud Scale and Product Marketing within the Digital Transformation Scale Solutions team in Intel's data center group. And Ken Letourneau, Solutions Architect within the same Digital Transformation Scale Solutions team at Intel. Welcome guys.
2: Hi Alison. Hi, Alison.
1: So, Aman, why don't you just start and introduce yourself and tell the audience a little bit about what you do.
2: Yeah, I work in the data center business unit, data center group, and I drive hybrid cloud scale programs, hybrid cloud product marketing in the enterprise and government space. And within several ISVs that we support, my primary responsibility is working with Microsoft and identifying specific opportunities to drive revenue for Intel based on Microsoft technologies.
1: And Ken, will you introduce yourself?
2: I've
0: been doing this solutions architect thing for three or four years now. The last couple has been part of what we call our data centric solutions team. So there, I kind of a focus on data platforms and kind of the analytics and AI workloads that are emergent, that are built on top of those data platforms. And so in that capacity, my goal is to work with our enterprise and government customer base, kind of understand their business needs and problems, and to be collaborative, you know, not so much prescriptive in terms of understanding some of their affinities for software vendors or hardware vendors, help them on their transformation, and, and to help modernize, to help be able to run some of these new challenging workloads just so they can stay competitive and relevant in their industry.
1: The topic for today is around IT modernization and how Intel is approaching infrastructure development and delivery to help IT organizations deliver modern capabilities to their businesses. Ken, why don't we just start with you. Why is this a focus at Intel and why is this so critical for enterprises in terms of driving business forward?
0: You've heard these predictions about data doubling every two years or you know, 90% of the world's data has been created in the last two years. That's not all cat videos. A lot of that data is actually useful to derive some insights from. So there's interest here in that more and more we see analytics and on the maturity curve getting from data insights, looking backwards, making decisions based on past results, to getting more predictive, and eventually walking out of the scope to cognitive and what we call artificial intelligence. That's a big focus area for businesses right now. There's kind of fear of being left behind or being kind of relegated to the back of the pack. But to navigate those waters is very challenging. It presents a new slew of challenges businesses haven't had to face historically in terms of skill sets, development methodologies. But to accomplish this, you need a modern infrastructure. You can't just rely on older systems or older hardware, older infrastructure or just the traditional ways of deploying that infrastructure. It's not necessarily going to be nimble enough. It's not going to provide the scale that's needed. I won't provide the responsiveness. For instance, you know my old jobs at Intel was a I owned a capital budget for an embedded line of IT in our visual computing group. And we adopted like a CI, CD type model and just immediately became infrastructure constrained. I couldn't get it acquired fast enough. I couldn't get it deployed fast enough. It wasn't elastic enough to handle the type of workloads that were being suggested. I might need a balance of machines configured to do job A on one day. A week later, I need half of those transitioned back over to do job B. And our internal line of IT department was struggling to kind of meet that need. And so modern architectures support that model a little bit better. But coupled with that, we've just seen more and more advances in software, and Microsoft in particular as well, starting to build features into their products that are tightly coupled to the silicon. So as they bring out these new products, you can't take full value of them or leverage them to their utmost capabilities if it's deployed on older infrastructure that doesn't support foundationally in the silicon what some of those features do.
1: This topic of modernizing IT is really coming to its head. mom why do you think that is? And are there any particular areas or moments in time that are forcing IT managers to face this reality?
2: Yes, there is. It is an inflection point. I think to draw parallels, when we buy a laptop and have been using it for several years and Microsoft upgrades the operating system or the applications we use on it change. We quickly realize that the laptop performs slower or there are new ways of use models that become more and more pressing where we have to go upgrade it, now extend that to servers, it's the same story. Microsoft has a large install base of Windows Server 2008 and SQL 2008, which were launched obviously in those years and the world has changed significantly since then. Whether it is storage based on network attached storage or SAN technology to what is today in HCI configurations, or security threats that grow every day, it's becoming clear that the operating system and the database software like SQL can't remain in those old versions and we just upgrade hardware because that could improve some performance, but the software is not prepared for the new world demands, or upgrade software but don't upgrade the hardware, then it really is not using those features that Ken was talking about that are significantly tied to the hardware innovation that Intel is bringing. And that this is an inflection point that both hardware and software need to be modernized. And the modern software works best on modern hardware in summary. But what is also causing the urgency is Microsoft has announced an end of support for both 2008 Windows Server and SQL 2008. And is presenting a choice to customers who can either migrate some of their legacy applications or workloads to the Azure public cloud, or if their decision is to stay on-prem or in a hybrid cloud configuration, that they modernize to the latest operating systems like Windows Server 16 or 19, which went GA at Ignite, or SQL 17 on the latest Intel technologies of compute, storage, and networking. So the Windows Server reaches end of support on January of 2020, and SQL reaches end of support in July of 2019, next year. So it's really an urgency that we are trying to communicate that the decisions to modernize are not something you can make in the 11th hour. Uh, You need to start thinking about migrating off of those to the newer platforms and softwares starting now, working with your teams, working with your preferred SIs or OEMs and figure out how do we modernize the applications that landed on those old systems. Probably the people who even developed those applications are not around and even more of a need why you should start planning now and prepare for those end of support dates.
1: Kim, when you talk to customers about the opportunity for modernization, you present some of the things that you and Iman have talked about. What's the process that you suggest in terms of planning for an upgraded deployment, and how do customers see this in terms of opportunity to drive some of the agility into their infrastructure that you were talking about earlier?
0: Looking at the customer's environment and landscape, is this an entirely what we call brownfield, and everything is kind of set in their ways of doing things over the years? Is it greenfield, where there's an opportunity to kind of start fresh? But I think what we mostly find and look for is what we call green patches. We look for, you know, maybe a particular line of business or a particular application suite or some new need and start that on the path to modernization. Both, like I said, developer methodologies, whether it's hardware or software, the whole kind of cohesive picture. You know, that's almost like a beachhead into that environment and look for early returns, early successes there. And then that becomes a bright spot. And you look to go amplify those bright spots elsewhere in the, in the business. But again, ideally, it can still... Plug into some of their kind of core services and offerings because you don't want to create additional support burdens. You want something that's going to be largely supported by existing skill sets, maybe by some of the resources already in the environment. You have to kind of step back and take a good look in the mirror about where you are and where you would like to be. Don't be overwhelmed at kind of what that transformation looks like. Let's discuss some of the smaller steps to get you on that journey, and you start to build some velocity. It will take some time. The next steps become easier. And then the returns, you start to realize, and go, aha, okay, there's something to this. And so we should keep going down this path and see where it takes us.
1: Amana, I know you work really closely with Microsoft, tightly coupling the optimizations that they're making in their software for next generation to take advantage of some of the hardware innovations that we're driving into our next generation platforms. Can you talk about how that work and that collaboration has yielded results and how this fits into Ken's perspective in terms of the deployments of next generation infrastructure within IT?
2: We're obviously at an engineering level plugged in very closely with Microsoft and we expose to them our technologies that's in the pipeline and the same thing that Microsoft does, whether it is at a security aspects within the operating system at the core level to leverage Intel security features in the hardware and the chip, whether it's working more efficiently with our storage NVMe technology or as we think ahead about our opt-in data center persistent memory technologies, that the enablement is actually done within the software and validated and is ready to use this technology when we are ready to launch. Or at a networking level, working with the Intel specific ethernet cards and making sure we're delivering the right performance. There's a lot of opportunity for a strategic partnership and we are joined at the hip with Microsoft in enabling those new features so that we can bring those to the market successfully. And obviously, nurturing the ecosystem by working with our OEM partners, so it's not just an Intel and a Microsoft partnership, but taking the latest software and the latest hardware and enabling that solution with the OEMs is a key part of that third leg in the stool. And that's really the last piece that then helps us bringing the technology to the end users on time in a more efficient way. Uh, Ken, anything to add? Well, I
0: was going to say uh, in response to this end of support announcement for SQL Server 2008, Windows Server 2008, when you start looking at kind of just the ongoing operational costs associated with this aging infrastructure and falling farther and farther behind, increasing your time to market cycles, if you plot out like a TCO type curve, you'll see after a certain amount of time that it now becomes just more expensive operationally to stay on this competitive disadvantage.
1: One final question, if folks want to learn more, where would you send them for more information and to engage with the Intel team on this journey?
0: Uh, so, we have a couple of microsites out on Intel.com. Intel.com slash be ready. Uh, the other is Intel.com slash Microsoft Data Center.
2: Microsoft is also launching an upgrade center, and as that information becomes available, we will update the Intel.com Microsoft Data Center website. So, you can refer to the Microsoft information at that website as well.
1: Awesome. Well, thank you so much for being here, and thanks for taking time out of your busy schedules for Chip Chat.
2: All right. Thank you very much.
0: Thank you, Allison.